0: hi right, glad you're with us and write down our toll-free telephone number we'd love you to be a part of this the funniest thing that's going on in the impeachment shift show charade today is that they've got 16 hours to fill and they do not have 16 hours worth of material they just don't have it and they're not so it gets repetitive and then it gets you know then they go off into the weeds here there everywhere none none of this is even remotely in any way significant to this case um, and or the, the charge and, and the trial. and And it's just a farce. The whole thing is a farce. It is theater. It is a show trial. It is a predetermined outcome. It comes down to three very simple defense issues. And when the defense finally gets to make their arguments – It really shouldn't be any more complicated than the constitutionality or lack thereof. You can't impeach or remove somebody from office that's already in office. The next big problem they have is it's all, you know, now all the evidence, the FBI, investigators, court documents, uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, um, videotapes, the media mob, all reporting that this was there was plotting and planning and scheming in the lead up to all of this and what we should be now investigating. Like last February, we were doing the last impeachment. I guess this is the annual event that what they ought to be looking at is how the hell were they not prepared and how did they miss every sign and every warning and every bit of intelligence that the FBI knew and where's Director Ray to answer some of these questions? So you know, now that it's pre-planned, you can't make the argument that Donald Trump incited insurrection with his speech on January 6th, at his rally where he said many of you will peacefully, patriotically march to the uh, Capitol so, so your voices can be heard. Um, this is simple stuff, and but and with, but with all the pre-planning, we now know this is why you don't do a snap impeachment. This is why it is a deliberative process. You need to investigate. You need to get solid answers. You need to know the facts, not just be driven by rage, psychosis, and hatred of all things Donald Trump. That's why. That Now you also get into the insurrectionist language, and that would be what? Uh, every Democrat out there. If, if their definition of insurrection or inciting insurrection, if that's their standard and you apply it to them, then we've got an awful lot of people that should be impeached and and ready to stand trial in the United States Senate. That going to happen? Of course not. The media going to call for it? Of course not. Why should they? You know, there there are many, many things if you look at. Well, the president said to fight like hell. OK, we've played the fight montage of every Democrat saying fight. You need to 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 fight. We have all the media saying, oh, the FBI now says that it was uh, coordinated, predetermined, uh, uh, co- uh, planned in advance by this group, that group and all the evidence now moving in that direction. OK, that's a big part of one's defense, wouldn't it be? Um, you know, they've wanted to impeach this man from day one since he's gotten into office in 2017. It has been their sole obsession. And a lot of people ask me, well, why are we demanding that Joe Biden be impeached? Or yeah, if you want to apply the same standards they're applying to Donald Trump? Well, the quid pro quo, the bragging on video about leveraging a billion tax dollars So that a prosecutor in Ukraine gets fired for so zero experience, Hunter can make more money. Yeah, that would probably that'd probably fit right into that. Absolutely true, but they're not going to. None of this is going to come up on their part. So you know, this is where we now find ourselves. Um, How about this? Somebody sent me this today, and I'd forgotten about it. And you know, the content. If you look at Kamala Harris. She was on the Ellen program. We had played it in the past. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Harris asked, does one of us have to come out alive? Ha ha ha. Okay. imagine somebody said that about Joe. Imagine any conservative, prominent conservative in the country that talked about, you know, when they're down, you kick them. Or I want to take the president behind the back of a gym and beat the hell out of him. Or after a after violent rioting results in a, a police precinct being burned to the ground and police officers injured and you know nationwide 30 killed, having a, a vice presidential candidate say they're not going to stop. Take note on both sides of this. You take note. You beware. They're not going to stop they shouldn't stop and we shouldn't stop while well, saying this in the middle of all the insurrection that was occurring at the time they they found the one example after all the rioting in the last year in the country they finally they finally found one that bothers them the one that impacted them what about the ones that were impacting all these americans living in in american cities you know did they miss the interview with horace lorenzo Anderson, Sr., who lost his son, Horace Lorenzo Anderson, Jr., in the Chop Chaz Summer of Love Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Zone and occupation of city blocks in Seattle? Or what about when the courthouse was being burned to the ground? Remember that? They were trying to burn it to the ground on a nightly basis. Or the fact that the president had called and asked for troops before the 6th. Doesn't sound like he wanted anything that bad at that point. You know, and if you watch the videos and this is just typical of a lying media mob and and a lying Democratic Party, it's all edited. It's all sliced and it's all diced and it's all conveniently sliced and diced. If they were going to be honest, they would play the president's comments about peacefully marching so voices could be heard. But you wouldn't expect that from them. And you go to their, their their press outlets and the mob, the media, you know CNN comparing the Capitol riot to genocide, Rwandan genocide.
1: You know, part of it I think just based on what you were just saying, I, it comes to mind. The idea of otherizing people is something I think we saw a lot of over the last four years. I mean, it's something we've seen a lot over the last decades, but. It's so easy to otherize people, to make people other than, other than American, other than patriotic, other than than human, you know, and we've seen it in Bosnia, we've seen it in Rwanda, where radio was telling people that, you know, Hutus were telling the radio listeners that Tutsi were cockroaches, for, you know, to getting them ginned up for genocide, um, and you see it in, in these videos where people who claim they are patriots are in the face of a police officer calling him. Uh, You know, as we're seeing it right there and, and, you know, gouging out the eye of one, you know, squeezing one in, in, you know, uh, suffocating one in a doorway.
0: The same media mob, the same Democrats that 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 bent over backwards not to identify the riots in the summer as the riots that they were. We saw rioting all over the place this summer. And if one of my favorite videos is a fake news CNN uh, reporter, literally the shop behind him looks like an entire city is on fire. Oh, it's mostly been very peaceful here. I can report to uh, back to our uh, audience at home. It's mostly peaceful. Like there's a fire raging behind you in the city you're reporting on. That doesn't look mostly peaceful to me. I mean, fake news. CNN's one, you know. Trump advisor, first day of trial, Trump is effed. Well, if anyone ever charges him, no one wants to work with him. Yeah, where did that report come from? Fake news, Acosta. Seriously, you know, it is. It is what it is. It's. It, we have a a real crisis in institutions in this country that bombard us with lies and a. And hypocrisy and a double standard, I don't even think it was was ever possible in our lives. And this is what we're, it's all unfolding right before our eyes. You know, headline, Biden laser focused. This is how ABC covers Joe Biden. Laser focused pushing his agenda as the Senate starts impeachment trial. The president has urged the Senate to walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, there's no walking and there's no chewing gum. So if they want to bring witnesses, I'm am leaning towards I want to bring in Pelosi, I want to bring in Director Ray, I want to bring in uh Schumer, I want to bring in Joe, I want to bring in Kamala, I want to bring in Maxine Waters and I want to bring in a whole lot of people that I think that we would have to to as witnesses in this thing. There's a whole bunch of people we could be bringing in. You know, it's it's just never-ending madness and insanity. Uh, I see that Representative Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, he is getting hammered, as is Ben Sass, the jackass in uh, Nebraska. Boy, what a disappointment he turned out to be. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to say. It's, you know, Mitt Romney, what happened to Mitt Romney? GOP senators, they're clear they had 44 votes twice now. One change, Cassidy change, hasn't really given a reason as far as I can see. and But the trials, you know, you look at it, the, the trial is going to go on. And it is what it is. Greg Jarrett made a point. He's going to join us at the top of the next hour. When a lawyer has a weak case, he ignores facts and gins up a no, emotion. And he's talking about Jamie Raskin. Now, Jamie Raskin, we forget, he was one of the guys that challenged the results of the 2016 election. Talk about great irony here. And, you know, what he did is rather than, you know, they edit out the exculpatory evidence that many of you will will march to the Capitol to peacefully and patriotically. That's all taken out. They took three words that Trump uttered fight like hell. And we have played these montages of all these Democrats saying, got to fight, got to fight, got to fight, got to fight, 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 fight. They clip it. Had they played it in full, it would have been clear that Trump used the word fight, not in the literal sense, in the obvious sense, in a figurative sense. And the way lawmakers all use the word fight on the floor of the of Congress. I mean, it is he did not encourage people to go. He he actually asked that they send people uh, send the National Guard in and had requested it just like the Capitol chief of police. Why this guy left? I don't know. He was the only guy that is that was was leading, trying to lead six separate times. He's saying, please send the guard in. We have all these people here. We don't have the ability to protect this place. They knew hundreds of thousands of people were coming. And now we know that there was plotting, planning, scheming. And don't think that every hostile nation in the entire world is not watching this shift show charade and seeing a vulnerability that they're they're probably aghast. How could the United States of America have their capital breached in 30 seconds to a minute? We can't have that in this country. And we ought to have a commission, and in the interim, we better have a short-term plan to prevent it from ever happening again, protect politicians. This has nothing to do with what your politics are. We have to protect any elected official, and we've got to protect our institutions. We can't, how did this happen in a post-9-11 world? You know, who dropped the ball? Who did Ocasio-Cortez tell? She needs to tell us. If she told Pelosi, then Pelosi needs to be a witness. Why didn't you do anything? Why wasn't the request for National Guard troops it listened to? All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Now, we've got some research we've been working on here. We've pulled together today. We're going to play a lot of it when we get back. Um, because... We we've been pointing out a lot of just just breathtaking hypocrisy on pretty much every issue that is that defines these institutions, the media mob, big tech, and the Democratic Radical Socialist Party. So the Stacey Abrams, actually I actually have respect for Stacey Abrams because Stacey Abrams fights like hell, and she is in to win, and I respect it. You know, and I think people in Georgia uh, that that, for example, want to win elections, they need to learn from the great work that she's done for her party. I have nothing but respect for Stacey Abrams in terms of her political, you know, her ability to fight for the things that she wants. And she has been really successful. I'd even argue this, the election in. 2020 and the the Senate runoff earlier in January. I don't think without Stacey Abrams the Democrats would have won. She is formidable and she works hard. The Republicans have been complacent, and then you've got this this dopey governor and dopey Secretary of State, and neither one of them seems to understand that they have that she has been outthinking them, outworking them. And she has profoundly shifted and changed the the electorate in Georgia, in large part because of the idiotic consent decree. And I know the Georgia Senate is now in the in the process of hopefully fixing some of these, these things. If they don't, it's a big mistake. I'll explain. But she sounds an awful lot like Donald Trump. What do I mean? Next. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of the program. So a lot of this is is based on the what the case they're trying to lay out is, well, Donald Trump, it's not just what he said on the day, fight like hell, ignoring the exculpatory comments that he made. But then they say, but, you know, he kept talking about election interference, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Stacey Abrams still to this day never conceded the race in georgia to governor kemp she never did you know let me be clear this is not a concession still never did it. georgia democracy failed she said bad actions bad information uh that she was quote peddling according to people that were in georgia at the time People were still denied the ability to elect their leaders. This is what she was saying. Mistakes clearly altered the outcome. The incompetence and mismanagement we witnessed had been on display for months before. Has any Democrat ever criticized Stacey Abrams? She said she planned to start an organization to fight for more equitable voting laws and would soon bring a major lawsuit, federal lawsuit, against the state of Georgia for gross mismanagement of this election to watch an elected official who claims to represent the people, state, you know, uh, boldly, and pin their hopes for election on the suppression of people's democratic right to vote has been appalling. She called Brian Kemp the architect of voter uh, suppression. You know, The Hill reported in CBS uh, this morning she was on. She said she won't concede the race, arguing that that would make her complicit in accepting voter suppression. Concession means to say that the process was fair. But when I run an organization that in 10 days between election night and the night I refused to concede, we received more than 50,000 phone calls from people who were denied the right to vote. I am complicit if I say that the system is fair. These are all very similar to the things that Donald Trump was saying. You can have higher turnout, but that doesn't diminish the fact that voter suppression is real and affecting people across the country. He says they stole this election from the voters of Georgia. That's what she said. You can't trick me into saying it was right. You can't shame me into pretending that what happened should have happened. If you're fighting against the system and it's designed to oppress you, sometimes you have to fight a little bit longer than you think. That was Stacey Abrams. Now, let's play a little Stacey Abrams in her own word. When she says uh, it was stolen, here's a montage.
2: Cliff said you know, she lost, I'm like, no, I just didn't win. Uh, because we don't know what really happened because of the miasma of voter suppression.
0: Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair election? It was not
2: a free and fair election. Will I say that this election was not tainted? I will not say that. And I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. We had this little election back in 2018. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. The process was not fair. I can't say that empirically I won, but I will never know because we did not have a fair fight.
0: Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression? Yes.
2: And so in response to what I believe was a stolen election, and I'm not saying they stole it from
3: me,
0: they stole it from the voters of Georgia. They stole it from the voters of Georgia. And here's Stacey Abrams, also saying that election that she predicts there's going to be election chaos unless Congress expands mail-in voting nationally. Listen.
2: We know that the risk to people for standing in line will be high and Americans are going to be desperate to change what's happening. And so if the Senate will do its part, then we will be able to process those returns very quickly. If the Senate does not do its part, that will not stop Americans... Trying to vote, but as both Leah and Sean have articulately pointed out, they're going to have to risk their lives to do it, or they're going to have to face chaos in responding.
0: And then saying the Georgia governor, the Georgia's governor's election was not free and was not fair. Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair election?
2: It was not a free and fair election. We had thousands of Georgians who were purged from the rolls wrongly including a 92 year old woman who had voted in the same area since 1968 a civil rights leader it was not fair to the, the thousands who were forced to wait in long lines because they were in polling places that were under-resourced or worse they had no polling places to go to because more than 300 had been closed. It was not fair to the thousands that were put on hold with their registrations. And it was not fair to those who filled up absentee ballots and depending on the county you sent it to, it either was counted or not counted assuming you received it in
0: time. Hillary Clinton. In September 2017 NPR said that she wouldn't rule out questioning the election results. This is September 2017, nine months into Donald Trump's presidency. you know I want I, I want to get back to the question Would you rule out the questioning of the legitimacy of the election if we learn that the Russian interference in the election is even deeper than we know no I, I wouldn't rule it out. I don't know if there's any legal constitutional way to do it. I think you raised good questions. Mother Jones interview, November 2017. You know, it, Clinton said the Russians meddling in the election was one of the major contributors to the outcome. We now know that's a lie. We now know that the only Russian interference came from her dirty, bought-and-paid-for Russian disinformation dossier that its own author says was designed to distract the public from Hillary Clinton's email server problems on top of the subsource for the Steele dossier that said none of this is true. This was like bar talk. It was never meant for this. You know, the hookers urinating in the the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow in Donald Trump's room. Republican efforts to Make it harder to vote through measure, measures such as a voter ID law. Shortened early voting periods, Hillary says. New obstacles to registration. How do you, how do we know? You need an ID to get into the DNC. You need an ID to get into the U.S. Capitol. You need an ID to get into the White House. You need an ID pretty much for to, to buy, uh, e-cigs, jewels at the at your local store for crying out loud! I know because I still like my jewel. To get a cartridge, and they only, and they limit in New York how many you can buy. It's ridiculous. It's unreal. You know, in a couple of places, most notably Wisconsin, I think it had a dramatic impact on the outcome. Talking about voter suppression. How do we have free, fair elections that people can have faith and confidence in if you don't have voter ID? You know, how, how long are we going to have early voting periods for? How much uh, uh, is it going to be two months? At what point? What, what about chain of, of custody, ballot custody issues? Are we going to institute those, those plans? I guess we don't need ID to to vote. I guess we shouldn't need an ID to get to the Democratic National Convention. Or get into any government building of any kind. But there's, you know, it, nobody seemed to ever get outraged the way they did, the way, you know, well, Donald Trump pushed it too far. All right, maybe you think he did. That's fine. Well, then if he did, so did Stacey Abrams. And so did Hillary Clinton. We need the investigations to continue. We had four investigations into her phony narrative that we know she helped begin. She helped start this phony narrative. And she paid for the Russian dirty dossier. The dirty dossier was then used unverified on top of a FISA application. Verified. Supposed to verify it. They didn't verify anything. It was unverifiable. Hillary warning Democrats and of Of the potential of stolen elections in May of 2019, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. Hillary Clinton said. She pointed to the FBI director D- director Ray's warning that Russia continues to pose a very significant counterintelligence threat. We knew about her dirty dossier. There's audacity here at a level that's pretty breathtaking. Clinton says Americans need to make sure the election is not interfered with in that sweeping systemic way that Mueller found it was in the in the prior election. <laughs> she had the only Russian disinformation. Unbelievable. You know, Trump is an illegitimate president. She was saying as late as September 27th, 2019. And she said as late as October 9th, 2019 implied she won the election. I can quote beat him again. Telling people in August of 2020 that Biden should not concede the election. He said that this year's election day results might point to Trump having a narrow advantage. But in that case, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. October 2020. Yahoo News, Hillary raised additional questions about the integrity of the 2016 election. You look at the list of excuses Hillary had given since 2016, and we've played most of them over the years, sexism, Barack Obama's fault, Bernie Sanders' fault, Jim Comey's fault. Wouldn't women wouldn't let men tell them how to vote? Remember that line. The
4: use of uh, my email account was uh, turned into you know the biggest scandal since Lord knows when. This was the biggest nothing burger ever. It was a mistake. I've said it was a mistake. I know you had Dean bouquet here from the New York Times uh, yesterday, and. They covered it like it was Pearl Harbor. The Russians in my opinion and based on the intel and counter-intel people I've talked to Could not have known how best to weaponize that information Unless they had been guided and here's a here's guided by Americans guided by Americans and guided by people who had You know polling and David who is that? I never said I was a perfect candidate and I certainly have never said I ran perfect campaigns But I don't know who is or did mm-hmm. and at some point It sort of bleeds over into misogyny.
0: Okay. Blame the media. Blame uninformed voters. Blame voter suppression. Blame Putin. Blame Russia. Blame their campaign staff. Blame Jill Stein. Blame the DNC. She blamed campaign finance laws, the Electoral College, Anthony Weiner. Uh, She used race on a couple of occasions. Democratic predecessor, WikiLeaks, debate questions. And then, of course, when all else fails, blame Fox News and people like Sean Hannity. I get blamed for everything. How come I get, Linda, why do I get blamed for everything? I don't, I'm not a bad person. I'm a nice person. At least I'm trying to make to be fun of the, you.
4: What? It's a lot of fun to make fun of you, you know? You're an easy target. Radio show, TV show. Man. It's a lot of material.
0: I never, never, it doesn't matter. Every day of my life is a shift show charade. You do every know every you could band.
4: say the alphabet and they would say you did it wrong.
0: <laughs> you're probably right
4: that's all that you just know you know if it's raining oh, if it's man. outside and it's raining and you walk out and you get wet they're going to tell you it's sunny
0: the best thing that is evolved in my life whatever chip whatever switch you're supposed to have that gives a flying rip about these people i don't have that switch anymore
4: well that's just because you have so much of it now you're immune is that
0: i've i have now what herd immunity on getting the crap beat out of me Oh, yeah man.
4: i mean i think after a while you get to a place and it's just like forget about it you know like i've heard it all yeah. what, what can you tell me that i haven't heard
0: let's see leonardo de, Cra- de oh that's Sorry. good de
4: Crapio. i like
0: that i like that huh a little little well spontaneous played. name all right we have uh amy schumer Kerry washington robert downey jr scarlett johansson uh chris hemsworth mark ruffalo and all the usual suspects. They're now urging Biden to shut down the Dakota Access Pipeline. Isn't that nice of them? Isn't that really? Nice? Because I think they're all probably pretty wealthy. I'm, I'm all for people making money.
4: Yeah, the but guys I think they have lost have no their idea. jobs. Yeah, they, those
0: guys that lost their jobs were making, we had one guy on who made 100 grand a year. All those guys made 100 grand a year. High paying career jobs, specialized, you know, years and years of, of, of specialized training. And now they're out of work.
4: Neil Crabtree.
0: Neil Crabtree. And then I had the guys on TV. He said some of these jobs are paying these guys two hundred and fifty grand a year. They're paying drivers, training them, and starting at eighty grand a year and all the overtime they can handle. These are you know serious career jobs. Well, well, you just have to get another union job in the green energy field. Well, how do you translate the skills from that industry into the new one that doesn't even exist? And what the hell do you put on you? How do you how do you pay the rent, the mortgage, the car, the truck payment? How do you pay for your kids' college, your retirement? If God forbid, well, first them, of all, a, have we an seen any evidence
4: of these green jobs? Do no. they exist?
0: They they did. That's the point. They do not. It's a bunch of crap. I'm right, glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity show. All right, Democrats resume. They can't fill. The sixteen hours, which is just like all over the place today, and it's as dull and boring and monotonous as it ever could. Whatever they had, they used yesterday, but they're going to use up all their time and just take. I, I don't think in the end it helps anybody or helps them for sure. Um, and and now they're using Mitch McConnell's comments to. Uh, To convict Trump. Anyway, our legal team is with us. We have Greg Jarrett back. uh, Podcast, The Brief, two uh, number one bestsellers, The Russia Hoax and Witch Hunt. Don Brown, former U.S. Navy JAG officer, author of Travesty of Justice. Uh, Thank you both for being with us. You know, you wrote something in in a column, Greg, that I, you know, about uh, Jamie Raskin. And if you don't have facts on your side, you get emotional, which was part of his appeal yesterday. And I'm watching all of this today. It's like, you know, scattershot here, there, and everywhere. And they don't have 16 hours of material to fill. They barely have three hours to fill.
1: Yeah. You know, what was so remarkable yesterday and today is that Democrat House managers are spewing inflammatory rhetoric to make their case for incitement. In other words, they're trying to incite emotion to make a case for incitement of violence against President Trump. And, and really, the irony should be lost on no one. What I object so much to is that they keep playing over and over again, and they did this today, clips of, uh, of Donald Trump um, talking to the crowd. And, and, you know, ten times already they've played the clip, Fight Like Hell. The use of the term is common political rhetoric. It it doesn't mean literally fighting or, uh, you know, taking up arms. No, you know, it's an allegory. It's a metaphor. And it's commonly used by politicians, as I pointed out to you yesterday, even by lawmakers on the floor of Congress all the time. And and they left out and deliberately deleted the most important clip of all, and that's Donald Trump, when he encouraged the crowd to conduct themselves
5: peacefully
1: and patriotically. He didn't encourage people to breach security, launch an attack on the Capitol, attack police, and engage in acts of, of violence. And think about this. If it were otherwise, Trump would have been criminally charged because he's a private citizen. His words don't come close to incitement. They cannot make a case of incitement. And if this were a real court of law, the case would be over already.
0: Well, if it was a real court of law, you would actually have a real judge in this particular case. That would have been the chief justice of the Supreme Court, but no... We have the Honorable Patrick Leahy presiding, the guy that before the trial ever began uh, had already declared Trump's guilt in all of this. That's not a trial by any definition. No fairness, no due process, just like the House, snap impeachment. Um, and and what are we learning? We're learning that a lot of plotting and planning and scheming and organizing uh, went went into all of what happened on the 6th, which renders the entire incitement uh, to insurrection charge uh, Don Brown uh, completely null and void. It's just, it's not even relevant anymore.
5: We have a kangaroo court, uh, Sean, disguised as an impeachment proceeding by the Senate. Uh, The president of the United States... Uh, is not being tried, the former president is being tried, and Article 2, Section 4 does not give the Senate jurisdiction to do that. I don't care how many times they've voted to hear the case. Just because they vote to hear the case doesn't mean it's constitutional. And to follow up on what Greg said a moment ago, I, I went back and looked at the president's speech uh, on the 6th, and he only mentions the, the phrase capital three times in the speech. And here's the the crucial language I'm reading from it. Here's what President Trump said. I know that everyone here will be marching over to the Capitol building to get this, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Again, the president's words to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And they're trying to spin that into some sort of high crime or misdemeanor. He is calling for peaceful protest, by the way, which the First Amendment guarantees the right of the people to peaceably assemble, and the right of the petition to petition the government for redress of grievances. Greg is right; they're going afield here. I mean, I was watching Mr. Castro earlier today, playing clips of President Trump back in September and uh, in August, properly warning about the Democrats using the virus as a as a cover for election fraud. He has every right to do that. Well, they're charging him for statements made on the 6th of January. Now they're going back and playing statements from the tw- from August and September without one shred of evidence that one thug who broke the windows of the Capitol ever heard any of those speeches. So it's emotionalism, it's trite, it's hyperbole, and it, it is an embarrassment to the United States as this is happening.
0: So we have 44 senators on two occasions, 45 the first time, 44 yesterday, that say this is unconstitutional and shouldn't even proceed Why are Republicans offering any any validity or legitimacy to the horrific process in the House that didn't they offered no due process? They offered no defense. They brought in no witnesses. And now the evidence suggests that their entire impeachment article is null and void uh, based on the recent discoveries and developing story that, in fact, it was all planned. Greg Jarrett.
5: Yes, all 50 Republican
1: senators should have uh, voted for the motion to dismiss. It's it's unconstitutional. Um, And you're right about due process. Uh, You know, there was never a single hearing. I mean, if Nancy Pelosi had actually taken the time to conduct an investigation to examine the true facts instead of making a hasty decision to impeach without holding a hearing, doing it literally days after January 6th, then... She would have realized, I think, what we now know. Uh, Documents presented in federal court show the attackers planned their assault days and weeks in advance. It's impossible for a person to incite a pre-planned event. But none of that mattered to Nancy Pelosi. She wanted to rush to impeach Donald Trump yet again, so she cooked up a case without waiting to scrutinize the facts. And all of it is such a charade, because we know the outcome. There's no way that Democrats can reach the threshold 67 uh, required votes to convict. So, you know, we have to go through this fatuous exercise. It's an extravagant waste of time.
0: Will there be witnesses?
1: No, no, there won't be any witnesses. Look, there's no appetite. For a prolonged Senate trial here. So, at the conclusion of the presentation arguments of House managers and then the rebuttal by the defense team, there'll be a vote on whether to hold witnesses. And I, I just don't think there are enough. Uh, Democrats who really want to elongate this thing. I mean, then you're going to have to be talking about depositions of witnesses, the right to cross-examine the right of the defense, to call their own witnesses, and so forth. And they have an easy excuse for for voting down witnesses. Nancy Pelosi's job was to call witnesses during hearings. She failed to do it. We're not going to do your job for you, Nancy.
0: What about the insurrectionist? Language of the left. Now, I don't buy their definition, but if we applied their definition of what they believe is incitement to insurrection, uh, Don Brown, uh, if you applied it to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, just to name a few. And I've got many more that I can list. Wouldn't they then, therefore, again, applying the same standard, all be impeached and put on trial as well?
5: It's the ultimate example of political hypocrisy. You have on your show played many montages with this incendiary rhetoric used by these Democrats. Take Chuck Schumer, you know, Hey, Kavanaugh, hey, Gorsuch, you've reaped the whirlwind and you, you don't know what's going to hit you. I mean, that sounds like the Senate majority leader threatening two justices of the United States Supreme Court. And then, of course, there's that clip with Maxine Waters? You know, if you see these cabinet members in a restaurant or at a gas station, you know, you work up a crowd and you surround them and you push on them. It sounds like she's physically and specifically calling for people to, and uh, pushing someone is as an assault. The president, as I read a moment ago, said go peacefully. So you have incendiary rhetoric where these Democrats, and you can throw Kamala Harris and others in there, have called for riots who apparently have called specific threats against cabinet members and Supreme Court justices against the president of the United States who says go in peace. It is the ultimate in political hypocrisy. I agree with Greg. I don't think they'll call witnesses. I think they want it over as quickly as possible. They don't want to open that can of worms because it can come back to bite them if they do call witnesses.
0: When you look at the Republicans, House, Senate, wherever that went against the president, Greg Jarrett, a political question, starting with Liz Cheney or Adam uh, Kinzinger or Ben Sass the jackass, or now Louisiana Senator uh, Bill Cassidy, uh, all of them now are e- rebuking and, and even censure within their own states, within their own party over this. Uh, how would that resonate with maybe Republicans in the Senate and the House? What message would they, t- would they take out of that? Because most politicians I know are pretty ambitious and want to keep their job.
1: Well, I, I think Republicans recognize that it's fundamentally wrong to, uh, you know, follow the course of a motion. Facts and evidence and the law and the standards historically of impeachment are what you should should follow. Uh, and most republicans are doing that there are, there are a handful as you point out who who are not and there will be a political price to pay for that as it should be i mean that's why representatives and senators you know are ultimately accountable to the people that they serve if those people don't like what they're doing um you know they they're, they're going to get defeated Uh, in the next election. And I I guarantee you that people, and we already know this for people like Liz Cheney and and others, they're going to get primaried. Uh, You know, there are the vast majority of Republicans uh, agree that, you know, there were improprieties and irregularities associated with uh, the election and they have serious questions about the legitimacy of it and there has been no comprehensive investigation as there should be by congress to look into it and they're aggrieved about it and you know so these people who are jumping on the anti-trump bandwagon i mean there are, there are consequences for that
0: all right thank you both for your expertise we continue to watch the shift show charades 16 hours they already ran out of material uh, it's, it's getting interesting. And, and I would say for the defense, anything over four hours is too much. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, we'll take phones for the rest of the hour uh, today. Then all things Bill O'Reilly.com, Simple Man coming up. Uh, let's say hi to Tom is in California. Hey, Tom, how are you? Glad you're with us.
6: Hi, Sean. Thank you. I wanted to chime in on an earlier conversation regarding the pipeline being cut off. I think it's totally wrong how Biden went about just cutting off tens of thousands of jobs to people that are providing great services to us. Why didn't he first have a plan in place and figure out what uh, positions were going to be filled, how to train these guys to fill the positions, and give them an opportunity to get trained in the new positions while still working and still having an income, and then at the appropriate time switch over from the old technology to the new technology, the new way of doing things. Meanwhile, we got lots of people in harm's way,
0: on top of all the stresses related to well, that, that 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 would be the appropriate order of things wouldn't it that would be yeah, that, that would be the common they... sense of way you know oh no no well we we'll just go get another union job what do you mean go get another high-paying union job when you have specialized skills there are spe- the, 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 the these are professionals these people that have developed specific skills for 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 decades And then just, here's your pink slip. Oh, but hopefully you get another job later. Wow. Thanks, Tom. Jerry, Maryland. Hi, how are you? Hi, Sean.
5: I I wanted to talk about the Keystone workers. I believe that on Saturday, May 1st, May 1st being the day of internationally, the day of the worker, there should be peaceful demonstrations, peaceful demonstrations in Washington, D.C. of the Keystone workers, all union members. They should go there in the spirit of the uh, organization put together by Martin Luther King in 1963, in front of the Lincoln Memorial, all these people should come forward, fill D.C., and show the pain and destruction being caused by pulling this permit. It's unconscionable. 11,000 workers with families, husbands, wives, and children, no paychecks. Worst time of the year. It's, it's an outrage, and I really think it should be done before May 1st, but you need time to organize. It's a
0: Saturday. Book these, the These are the, the thousands that lost their job. And then, then the Leonardo crappios and uh, Scarlett Johansson's of the world demanding we di- close the Dakota pipeline. It's easy for them to say. But these are real jobs, real families, real people, fellow Americans. And they're, they're dismissive. Close this. Close this. Stop this. Stop that. Uh, it impacts directly people's ability, and this is my 20 years, you know, doing real work in my life, right? And it impacts directly their ability to put food on the table, a roof over their head, the, the cars to drive, and a future for their kids, and a future for themselves, and a retirement in the end. It just rips it away from them. And it's causing real pain. And, and real difficulty for our fellow Americans. More calls next.
2: Cliff said you know, she lost. I'm like, no, I just didn't win. Uh, because we don't know what really happened because of the miasma of voter suppression.
0: Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair
2: election? It was not a free and fair election. Will I say that this election was not tainted? I will not say that. And I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. We had this little election back in 2018. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. The process was not fair. I can't say that empirically I won, but I will never know because we did not have a fair fight.
0: Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression?
2: Yes. And so in response, what I believe was a stolen election. Now, I'm not saying they stole it from me; they stole it from the voters
0: of Georgia. All right, that's Stacey Abrams. Glad you're with us. 25 till the top of the hour. eight hundred-nine four one nine four one Sean, you want to be a part of the program? You know, it's it's amazing, Stacey Abrams, the the icon, the, the beloved liberal Democrat from Georgia. Uh, let's be clear; I'm not conceding. This is not a concession speech. You know, uh, democracy failed Georgia, Uh, peddling claim, bad actions, misinformation. People denied the ability to elect their leaders. Mistakes clearly altered the outcome. The incompetence, the mismanagement we witnessed has been on display for months before, you know, going on, planning lawsuits, major federal lawsuits, state of Georgia for gross mismanagement of this election. To watch an elected official who claims to represent the people in this state uh, uh, baldly pin his hopes for election on the suppression of people's democratic right to vote has been truly appalling. The architect of voter uh, suppression. And it goes on for there. And I can go on all day long. And all of these tapes, and we're going to put a lot of them together for you tonight on Hannity. And how come the Democrats, you know never challenged she, to this day. She's never conceded. Okay. That's her option. That's her choice. We never bothered talking much about it. And because that's her choice and that's her right. And she wanted it. But if you look at almost the say, same exact thing, uh, they stole this election from the voters of Georgia. If you're fighting against the system it, and it's designed to oppress you, sometimes you have to fight a little bit longer than you think. That sound familiar? That sound what all the Democrats are all outraged about? Their feigned, phony, selective moral outrage. 800 941 Sean, You want to be a part of the program. Uh, all right, let's say hi to, uh, uh, let's see, Carmen is in uh, Minnesota.
3: Hi, Sean.
0: How are you? Glad you called.
3: I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. So my concern is this Nancy Pelosi, H1 bill, the so-called People's Act, uh. This is really personal to me, because I'm an election judge, and we saw lots of scenarios in Minnesota. And this bill, to me, doesn't this bill just basically try to legitimize what so many of us thought they, they did this fall? Like with the ballot harvesting, and the lack of photo IDs, the mail-in ballots, all the lack of signatures for verification. It just, to me, is so offensive. And it's, to me, an admission of their own guilt. They they think they got it in the bag at the states, and now they're going to take it to the federal level, and they're just going to push you know bulldoze over all of our rights. And it just it's upsetting because Minnesota now you can be an election judge at sixteen, and they're trying to push elect you know voters at sixteen to be able to vote as well. None of this went through our state legislators. None of it did. It all went through the secretary of state, Steve Simon, and now we're not allowed to talk about voter fraud. The League of Women Voters is on it. They don't want us talking about it. They're trying to suppress the, um, a few of our legislators that are talking about it. And, you know, we do have a few standing up here in Minnesota. We've got Jeff Holm. He's our district, a state senator from District 13. He's working on the voter ID to, allow, to kind of reflect what Indiana is doing. And we've got Steve Daskowski and um, another state senator, Mike Doggin working on some things with, you know, voter suppression
0: and that kind of thing. Well, I can tell you what else is happening in your state. Um, Fox 9 in, uh, I believe it was Minneapolis. I think it was, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, Fox News, Fox 9. And, for example, you know that Minnesota Freedom Fund that was promoted by Kamala Harris? Um, And Kamala Harris tweeted... Well, if you're able to chip in now to the and then she gave the address of the Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protestings on the ground in Minnesota. Now, remember, her remarks were made after the police precinct burned to the ground and the rioting was taking place. And we learned that, you know, for example, the organization that bailed out people like a a guy by the name of Darnica Floyd, charged with second degree murder after allegedly stabbing a friend to death or christopher boswell facing charges of sexual assault and kidnapping and the group put up a hundred grand on behalf of floyd and 350 grand on behalf of of boswell um then you got another guy uh, that was arrested is all on foxnews.com and and i've been researching it and i have many more examples well is Kamala Harris, uh, in all at all, responsible for the money she helped raise that helped free people that were involved in the insurrection to go out and commit more pr- crimes? Because if it was Donald Trump. You and I both know that they would they would blame Donald Trump, wouldn't they?
3: They sure would, and she should be held accountable for that. And do you know that when Minneapolis just laid off like a hundred officers, they asked the m- municipalities in the area to help out. They still haven't paid those municipalities, and they're hurting, too. It's just it, it's upsetting, and all of us feel like we were taken like fools, and nobody wants to vote because their vote won't mean anything.
0: Well, I, listen, I, I totally get it and I totally understand it. You know, H.R. 1, they, they want to bake in the, the changes supposedly under the guise of COVID restrictions, right? Mail-in voting. They, they want now to expand this to the largest level possible. They want no voter ID whatsoever. They want drop boxes everywhere. They want no signature verification. If we go to that system, if we go to that system, we will never, ever, ever see a Republican, in my view, ever elected president again. I mean, it would have to be the perfect storm of threading the perfect needle. And that is what that is about. Now, they forgot the, the guy they worshipped the most, Dr. Anthony Fauci, had said, yeah, no, you, people can vote in person in 2020 as long as they wear a mask and are socially distant. That was ignored by everybody in the media mob, big tech, and, of course, the Democrats. Because, and New York Times is no longer talking about how mail-in balloting lends itself to greater fraud potential and other people. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Carmen. Good call. Uh, Caleb Montana. Hi. How are you? Glad you called. I'm good. How are you doing, John? I'm good, sir. Hey,
6: I have two points to make real quick, if I may. The first point is the hypocrisy that we know exists. But with can you imagine if anybody did what Kathy Griffith did, except with Joe Biden, effigy uh, of Joe Biden, they would be called a domestic terrorist, arrested, and put in jail. And I'm just sick of the hypocrisy. It's, it's
0: terrible. Hey, th- listen, this is what we deal with as conservatives every single solitary day. Now, Kathy Griffin was out there yesterday saying, America is experiencing a collective trauma as the second impeachment trial begins. I mean... Look, you have another former FBI assistant director, an assistant director saying large scale program is needed to de-radicalize Trump's political cult members. I'm like, okay, re-education camps will take the kids away from Trump parents and we'll send them to PBS indoctrination school where they get to watch PBS all day. That's been said as well.
6: it's terrifying and scary and i've been thinking what do we do as citizens to take back our country and the only thing that i can think to do is to educate our children it starts in the home with mom and dad parents uh instilling values and principles and do what like trump said to peacefully and patriotically make our voices heard and that's why a buddy and i started a podcast to encourage parents to show up and do their best.
0: You know, the best thing that we can do is we need to be shining examples to our kids. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if there are gaps in our kids' education, we need to find ways to help fill the gaps. You know, or if, they, if they refuse to teach history, real history, and they only want a distorted version of history, um, we have to find those ways, as if we have much time, because we're working so hard to pay all of our taxes and every other bill that, that we all have, and and life and living is hard enough and expensive enough. And the next thing you got to do is y- you just have to have to stay engaged in this process. If you go to HR one, which our last caller was was talking about, you know the the People Act. Okay, it is basically. It, to to get to the ch- cut to the chase here, cut through the clutter introduced in the House of Representatives. They want to expand voting rights, change campaign finance laws. Uh, they also want no voter I.D. at all whatsoever. It is viewed as a comprehensive statement of priorities and it's got everything. They want, quote, an act to expand America's access to the ballot box. Um No voter ID, no signature verification, nothing. Mail-in balloting in perpetuity. And I don't see anything addressing chain of custody issues as well.
6: No, you're exactly right. And I just want to tell you, you're a great American, and uh, I appreciate what you do.
0: All right, I appreciate what you're doing, too. We're all in this together. We're all spokes on a wheel here. Um, And look, you give me this microphone every day. We try to earn it. We work hard. You give me that camera every night. I can't do it without you. There are enough people that want me canceled every single second of my life. Uh, Alicia, Oregon, next, Sean Hannity Show. How are you?
3: Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a military calling. veteran at 12 years of the U.S. Marine Corps I'm out Mountain Portland, and I just want the nation to at least hear one voice that's not on the left over here on the West Coast with the supposed blue state. There's a mm. lot of upset people. We, the people, have stepped up and we marched to the Capitol because the Democratic Party, they provoked this. This is a direct response to what it is that they're doing. Their theatrical plays of this impeachment in the Senate, the, the election, all of this is a direct response to that. If they think that people are OK with this, they're not. They're upset. And I I just have so many people over here on the West Coast that are just, they don't have a voice. And so I do appreciate what you do. I do appreciate that you have that voice for everybody.
0: Listen, you give me this voice. It's the honor of my life. It is. And I will tell you, the, the fight for liberty and freedom never ends. And, you know, even though it seems like, you know, all of these powerful institutions have aligned against us, you know, history has a way of correcting itself. The pendulum does swing. The ebb and flow of political cycles does happen. And hopefully we can begin to right the ship as early as 2022, because the stakes have never been higher. Um, You're right, Alicia, last word.
3: Yes, I just wanna say that they can't just attribute some of Trump's word because he's a political figure and he's gonna speak in public. They can't just attribute that and say, oh, you know, he was being literal. And they can't clump all of us Republicans into one dangerous group. That's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Appreciate the call. Thanks for being with us. Everybody do their part. We're spokes in a wheel. You need every spoke to make the wheel go around. Uh, and we're, what? We're doing it for our kids and grandkids. We want a better country. All right, we got a full minute left. We're going to give that minute to Leah in New York. Leah, you get it. Make great use of it. How are you? Glad you called.
3: Hi, Sean. Thanks so much for taking my call. Greetings from Miller Place,
0: oh, New York.
3: You. Um, I'd like to say that although um, we had this impeachment going on and it did go to the trial in the Senate, I think that we can use that maybe as a platform to finally get the whole truth out there and also um, to demonstrate the hypocrisy of the left I can only hope, though, that uh, President Trump's legal team can do an excellent job in presenting all the material that they need to.
0: Well, listen, they, they can. I, I would advise in the setting, in the place, the moment that that's not the argument to be made. I think we're going to use the, that. I think they would use and I would use the constitutional argument, as we've discussed, I would discuss the developments that we now know that it was there were they were plotting, planning, scheming weeks in advance. And many people knew about it. That's a scandal in and of itself. And next, I would point out, well, if this is the definition now by Democrats of insurrection. Well, then you're all guilty of insurrection and inciting insurrection. And I'd probably leave it there. I wouldn't take more than four hours in a defense. Answer the questions of senators and it's over. Let them vote. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Thanks for being with us, uh, and thanks for a good call. Uh, more of your calls coming up in our News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Bill O'Reilly's next. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Hang on, I hear it. The the sound of Leonard Skinner's simple man that can only mean one thing on this program, and that means all things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Uh, He claims to be a simple man. We have a slight disagreement. I think he's a complicated guy that thinks he's simple, which makes him even more complicated. A bit of a paradox. Mr. O'Reilly, sir, how are you?
7: Um, I'm still battling with the dog who won't go out in the snow.
0: <laughs> I, no, 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 a... no. We're not going back to snow shoveling after last week's unmitigated disaster. A darn dog of mine won't go to the bathroom. I took That's you out. That's right. Crying out loud. Listen to me. Oh man. All right. Well, you love you. What kind of dog is it? It's a Corgi,
7: a Holly, the Terra dog,
0: and it's the face <laughs> of
7: BillO'Reilly.com.
0: Does the dog if I do have anything food, fun? It does If
4: I have
0: food. Anyway. uh, All right. So we got the impeachment shift show charade, as I call it, uh, going on in D.C. We know it's a predetermined outcome. Um, I'm watching. I I can't really watch much, Bill. I can't. And I'm I'm lucky. I have a big staff on radio and TV. And we kind of we say, okay, you have to watch this hour. You have to watch this hour. You have to watch this hour. Take copious notes. And then we'll 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 inform our audience as best we can, because it would be torture to watch this thing the whole time. Now, a lot of editing, cutting, slicing and dicing going on. And I have been making a big deal on radio and TV of pointing out the insurrectionists uh, incitement language as defined by liberal Democrats in the media of these prominent Democrats. Uh, We have been pointing out fight like hell. Every single Democrat, every politician at some point says we got to fight. This is not, I'm good at fighting, you know, all of that. The hypocrisy, rank hypocrisy is is breathtaking. And your thoughts, sir.
7: Well, I'm doing what Joe Biden is doing. I'm not watching uh, the uh, impeachment <laughs> stuff. I have a much smaller staff than you, but they have the same assignment. It's so full just of tell crap. Me, go
0: ahead.
7: Yes. Just tell me if there's anything I should know, and, you know, this will all be over by Monday, and uh, then everybody will resume. But there are a couple of interesting wrinkles that I don't know whether uh, you've talked about. Number one, USA Today runs an article, and USA Today is a very— very avowed left-wing newspaper uh, out of the Gannett chain, and the uh, the article is about people who have been charged themselves breaking into the capitol and they paraded out a few lawyers and say oh no our defense is going to be trump made them do it So trump made these people (laughs) violate federal law I I mean that in itself can be used as the defense for President Trump it's so insane nobody makes anybody commit a crime unless you know you're threatening them with a with a weapon so that was in USA today then the Fulton County Georgia um, DA far, far left, Fanny somebody, I forget that last name. She's gonna investigate uh, president Trump on criminal charges because Trump made a phone call and said, "Hey, uh, I think I got jobbed in Georgia. I think it was a fraud, and I want you guys to look into it." And and then in artfully, the president said, "And find eleven thousand votes." Okay, we all know what he was talking about. Well, so in
0: con he- no no in context because I've listened to the whole thing. I well I've read the entire transcript in context the president kept saying over and over again in that call we won by hundreds of thousands that's right he he kept
7: uh, purporting that he had won the state handily and they, they needed to get that investigation up and running and prove it. So, But I just before I came on with you, I was listening to CBS Radio's uh, hourly update, and they're making a big deal out of this uh, Georgia thing, this Fulton County thing. And everyone knows this is a pure political play by the DA. The guy in Manhattan, close to where we live, does it all the time. I'm going to arrest Steve Bannon. Yeah, I don't care if he's pardoned of a... And then they, the court in New York says, um, no, you can't do that. CBS News knows this. They know it's, uh, it's just some flaming left-wing DA down in Georgia trying to make a name for herself. But they don't ever put anything into perspective, ever. So the casual American who just picks this stuff up on television and radio is so deluded at this point on what the reality of the situation is um, that it's really worrisome that now we live in a country that depends upon free flow of information, and you can't get that anymore. I mean, it's really frightening.
0: It's very, Bill, these are frightening times. So this is simple, and there's going to be a lot of noise, and the Georgia call had nothing to do with the charge of impeachment, and all it is is let's bludgeon Trump over any, yeah, every possible on. issue. Right. Well, they got they got 16 hours to fill, Bill, and they don't have 16 hours worth of material here, so they've got to make it up as they go along. But there's three there's three things that just remain the same. That is... The constitutional argument, including whether they would even have jurisdiction, uh, which they do not have, according to the people I respect that are constitutional attorneys. Now all the new evidence. And I I had I'm having a great time playing the liberal media saying we now have evidence. The FBI says Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez says Uh, court documents say, yeah, it was all pre-planned. People plotted, planned, schemed, orchestrated this attack. Well, that negates the entire uh, incitement to insurrection uh, based on the words of Trump argument. And the last thing, and and it also tells you why you don't have snap impeachments, and then you use the left's insurrectionist language themselves, and if you apply the same standards, uh, pretty much all these leaders get impeached.
7: Well, now impeachment's a joke you know it's it's lost its constitutional authority. I think you'd agree with that, right
0: oh yeah, absolutely so as
7: a as a historian uh, I'm saying, well, we just lost a major um correction that the Constitution had the founding fathers put in it's gone, so we had two impeachments, Andrew Johnson Bill Clinton, and now we have two under Trump that both were trumped up pardon upon and and everybody knows that this is a political play it's not it is not a crime anywhere all right in civil court criminal court or impeachment court it is not a crime to hold an opinion as the president did that the election was not fair that's not a crime and it's not a crime to rally his supporters and say please let your beliefs be known Congress. Those are not crimes. And that's what this is. That's exactly what this is. Now, I wrote a book on Trump, The United States of Trump, and I said clearly in the book, one of the weaknesses of Donald Trump, and you know this better than anyone, Hannity, is that he doesn't think out what he says. He just says whatever he wants. He doesn't think out the consequences many, many times. But that's not a crime either. And so all of this is wasting the country's time overseas. They're mocking us. Uh, what kind of a country is this? And um, I'm, you know, I'm saying I think we'll make a comeback, but um, right now the toughest well, times ever. Then
0: we get into the whole policy aspect of all of this. And and and, you know, I'm watching all this and you see that you and I know TV, right? Bill O'Reilly is, you know, you're a genius on television and you've done it your whole life. And we know how you can edit anything. Yeah. Now we're seeing the Democrats edit. And I think you tweeted about this today, if I remember correctly, um, their videos to conveniently exclude. And I, I did this last night on TV as well. The president's call. Many of you will now. Peacefully, patriotically, march to the capital so so their voices can be heard. That would be an important part of 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 the narrative, don't you think? Well, that but that's that's the whole farce. I I call this impeachment
7: to the fiasco. (laughs) So does anyone? Anyone? Whether you're far left or far right or in the middle or whatever you are, does
0: anyone think
7: there is a modicum of fairness in any of this?
0: Bill, we know the answer. The right. answer is Nobody no. Now, this that. but now this phrase is a question that I want your take on because I'm torn. Originally, I'm like, look, so we've got we got to get vaccines in people's arms. Uh, right. By the way, your number should be coming up soon. You're much older than me. Did your number come up yet?
7: Um, I have uh, one Moderna in my body, Kennedy.
0: You do? I have one. One, one, one Moderna. Have? It's Moderna. It's it,
7: you get well, Moderna. Well, whatever it is, some <laughs> lady came up and stabbed me and said,
0: you got one. <laughs> what do you mean? The lady didn't come and stab you. You got a yeah. shot for crying out loud. You sound like a little kid going to the was, doctor uh, for the first time. I was Mom, I was dad, the man stabbed me. Oh, come on.
7: I was whimpering. Uh-oh.
0: Tough so tough. I got to get one
7: more, and uh, but I'm still going to wear 18 masks or whatever.
0: To wear. <laughs> no, it's 22 now. No. All right. So now I forgot what the... Oh, so the Democrats, you know, they're now, they're going to distract the country. There's a part of me that actually says, you know what? I think I might want witnesses now. Now, I know this would drag... No. It out. Well, no 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Let me tell you why. Because the country needs to see... In all its splendor, in all its glory, how absolutely sick and, and what, what swamp sewer creatures exist in their nation's capital—
7: they're not going to watch it. Even if you had witnesses, they're not going to watch it. Everybody knows that this is a fiasco. Let's just get it over with. You know, I'll tell you one thing, Hannah. You're really lucky because you're going to have me on next Wednesday. You know why you're
0: lucky? <laughs> why you am I so lucky? On next Hang on. Let me say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the okay, Holy Spirit. And Go that's ahead. That's
7: right. You should be on your knees. You oh, have geez. me on next Wednesday, and the Biden town hall is Tuesday night.
0: That's true. That way,
7: oh minute. man, I'm <laughs>
0: gonna insane. go to town. No,
7: oh. let me let
0: me let me tell you what I figured out. They do with Joe now. Watch the days leading up to the Tuesday night town hall. You're not gonna see Joe a lot. And what I what I believe is that he gets just like before the debates. They super rest him up, and they kind of shift the highest alertness hour of his day to whatever time he has some big challenge now did you see last week when he's talking about the vaccine and he says oh yeah we're gonna go from 450 million to 600 million vaccines and 300 americans by the summer will be will have the vaccine okay you could say he misspoke once in the same speech he goes and let me repeat 300 americans will be vaccinated yeah I,
7: I know Look, I don't think Joe knows there's a town hall. Uh, <laughs> I think they just told him he's going well, to Wisconsin. Well,
0: they'll tell him the day of. Yeah, he, he
7: doesn't know. You see, he, hey, Mr. President, you're going to Wisconsin to tour, uh, to tour a cheese factory, and maybe Anderson Cooper will be there. But you <laughs> know what's amusing? Um, CNN you heard what
0: said, Anderson said, said right but, You know, he compared the Capitol riot to Rwandan genocide.
7: Yeah, okay. Um, CNN puts out a thing today and says, okay, I want we want people to submit questions to us. And <laughs> if if we like your question, then you can appear. Well, that means the Biden campaign is going to have all the questions in advance.
0: Of course. Well, here's and, the and other so, thing. I, yeah. how about how about Bill O'Reilly submits a question? Sean Hannity submits a question. Uh,
7: wouldn't that be a nice town hall? Oh, that'd, that'd be a great town great. hall. Great. You know, there's only one question I got. Only one. Uh, Mr. President, uh, where's the vaccine? Where is it? How come we uh, we don't have it? Why, where Where is it? Tell me way, where it is. Don't blame Trump. And don't, I'm glad I don't you want got it.
0: your vaccine. I, you know, the New York Times had a calculator, you know, when I'd be eligible. And believe it or not, because I'm in the media, I am viewed as essential, but I'm not using that category. I don't feel but that. Hanna, that's...
7: Hold it. Hold it, Hannity. The New York Times wrote an editorial that they don't want you to get it.
0: Hannity. <laughs>
7: <specifically>, <laughs> I bet. Doesn't get it. They accuse me of murder. Gets <laughs> so, it before you, including undocumented immigrants. Everyone gets it
0: before. Everybody beforehand. John well, they basically the accused me of murder, and this is the same paper that said after the travel ban in last year. Who says it's not safe to travel to China? <laughs> like, you can't be any dumber than the New York Times. But listen, I'm going to, you know what? I'm, I'm going to wait my turn when, when my doctor says you're, you're, you're on this group. You, you get on the list? I get on the list. Until then, I'm, you know, I'm just going to suck it up, Bill. I got another minute. Let me just give this to you. Yeah. So I see people getting pink slips. Peter Ducey did a great job, Peter Ducey honed in. What are you gonna do what do you tell the people that got the pink slips? Is now Leonardo DiCaprio and Hollywood leftists are now pushing to close the Dakota (laughs) pipeline. Okay. Well they have enough money. Good then they got their jobs. Question is they couldn't answer these are high paying jobs, a hundred grand and a lot more with great benefits, union jobs gone. And they couldn't answer when the millions of jobs are gonna be online that they're promising, like they promised Solyndra.
7: I know they have no clue, but I want a windmill put in Leo's backyard. Can we get just one windmill in Leo DiCaprio's backyard? Just one.
0: Just one. Just and then we'll put one in Bill O'Reilly's backyard. You know, but he'll have. But you know, those windmills kill the birds. That's not good, Bill. I like birds. Birds are God's creation. That's all right, true. O'Reilly. BillO'Reilly.com. All things Bill O'Reilly. Take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. And your calls, final half hour. Sean Hannity show continues. Five till the top of the hour, 800 941. Sean, if you want to be a part of this extravaganza, let me go back to this whole argument. The whole impeachment shift show charade, the whole thing, what is it predicated on? That the comments of Donald Trump in the January 6th rally incited people to go and then invade the capitol building um well it they completely the managers negate the main point which it which is pretty simple and that is many of you will peacefully 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 and patriotically march to the capitol so your voices will be heard well he said fight like hell well we've played over and over again democrats and even media figures, oh, you need to fight. You need to fight harder. You need to Again, based on their definition, that would be inciting insurrection. But now there's a big, big problem with their entire SNAP impeachment. And that is, and the media is having to report it. And we'll play the long version here of how media now has to admit that the Capitol attack was uh, pre-planned. Ocasio-Cortez knew it. Uh, apparently the FBI knew it. We now have court documents. We have investigators from the FBI and we have video evidence. And we have everything in between. Well, it totally d- dismantles the idea that this was an, a spontaneous incitement of to insurrection. Anyway, here's your media mob Democrats. Yeah. Reporting that whoopsie daisy Trump couldn't have caused it unless he was part of the planning and nobody's even making that charge. One of the big
1: questions for investigators has been whether or not, whether uh, the people who attacked the Capitol, uh, wh- whether this was a, a, a just a, a mob that just got out of control or how, whether there was planning. And we're learning f- the, from people we're talking to, uh, familiar with the investigation, that they're getting indications, uh, some evidence that they've seen that indicates Uh, that there was some level of planning. They've noticed uh, from looking at surveillance cameras, from looking at some of the weaponry that showed up, that there were people who were at the ellipse where there was a Trump rally earlier in the day. Some people left the scene of that rally early and appeared to have gone to retrieve weapons that then turned up at the scene
8: of, of the riot at the Capitol. Based on everything the FBI has learned, uh, it was not some sort of spontaneous decision by a bunch of, quote, protesters to go up to Capitol Hill and, and storm Capitol Hill. This was all planned out. And
5: now to that chilling new report that there was an FBI internal report the day before the siege warning of a violent war at the Capitol.
2: A new reporting that the FBI received a very specific warning before the riot. Let's bring in CBS's Jeff McGays, who's been reporting all day. Good evening, Jeff.
1: Nora, that FBI notice warned of war at the Capitol, but for some reason, security wasn't stepped up there to meet the challenge that that attack would pose.
0: On how much of it was, was planned, how much of this was um, strategized ahead of time. People wandering around exercising
8: their First Amendment rights, don't bring ropes and ladders and sledgehammers to a spontaneous event. This was a planned assault as if-
3: One week before, the week prior, to the insurrection, I started to get text messages that I needed to be careful. And that in particular, I needed to be careful about the sixth.
0: Oh, everybody knew. Well, how did Donald Trump's words then on the sixth incite the insurrection that was already pre planned, predetermined? Plotting, planning, scheming that went into this apparently went on for weeks. And apparently everybody knew what did what steps did these people take to stop it? That's the bigger, scarier scenario. If you believe in protecting our institutions and protecting our elected officials. All right, let's get to our phones. Say hi to Bob is in Texas. What's up, Bob? How are you? Glad you called. Hi,
8: thanks for having me on your show.
0: Um, Thank you, sir. There's
8: been a lot of discussion about the the his constitutional issues here, but I'd like to raise one that I haven't seen raised before, and that is that. Many members of Congress said that they feared for their life and they ran and they witnessed this crime of the Capitol being invaded. Well, under 200 years of American jurisprudence, this disqualifies them to sit on a jury. And the Senate should have really all the senators who said that they were harmed by this are, you know, now invalidated as being uh, jurors in, a, in, in this in this trial.
0: In the sense that you're claiming that they're witnesses.
8: In, 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 or, or that they're aggrieved. I mean, I've sat on juries before, and anybody who's a witness to the crime or anyone who's aggrieved, they can't sit in. They can't sit in the jury box. So they well, should all refuse themselves.
0: Okay, that would that would be in a system that actually cared even the slightest bit about impartiality, due process, fundamental fairness. Um, before we even get to that point that you're making, which is a great point and probably would be valid in a real court of law, not this show trial, this theater that's going on in the swamp, um, you wouldn't have a guy that is presiding, presiding over these proceedings that has predetermined the guilt of the person that now he's presiding over. And that would be Patrick Leahy. So it's a kangaroo court, if you've ever seen one. And the fact that this can even happen in this great country, this great constitutional republic is beyond any comprehension that any any clear thinking, intellectually honest American could ever support. Everybody sees right through this. John Roberts is not there for a reason because he doesn't believe it's constitutional. That's why he's not there. Now, the Constitution calls for the chief justice. He's not going to do it, so we'll replace him with a guy that has already said to convict Trump? And we're supposed to buy that? I don't think so. Um, Anyway, Bob, good points. Uh, Doyle Mableton, Georgia. What's up, Uh, Doyle? Thank you for calling. Glad you joined us.
8: Hey, man, I've got to do a better job of keeping in touch with you. Um, Since you left Atlanta, instead of calling you your show every once in a while. Now I only call every once in a decade or so. Well,
0: well by the <laughs> way, thank you for sticking with me. It means a lot. Oh, yeah. I I really appreciate it, and uh, it means more than you know.
8: Absolutely. 20, 28 years ago, I found you uh, 28 years ago. And, hey, if I could just refresh your memory right quick and tell you a little quick story. Um, the last time I talked to you it was actually nine years ago, and I told you that I had actually gotten into radio myself because it's always what I wanted to do.
6: Mm-hmm. and
8: um when i was on the show with you uh we actually carry your show on our little am station uh, uh, well it's fm2 now wlbb news talk we i'm aware of it yeah live. say it again
0: I, uh, yes sir
8: um and the the funny story i wanted to tell you is my my manager the our station owner was actually listening when i was on there he didn't know i'd called into your show and he hears me talking to you and, and he says he told me later, he said, you're laughing and cutting up with John Hannity like you're the best of friends. And he said, you can imagine my shock when I realized this is one of my employees talking to
0: him. Oh, that's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> you know, I was blessed. You know what I learned? I'll tell you, I learned a lot of lessons in Georgia and I had four wonderful years there. I have in my <clears> office uh, a year end edition of the Atlanta Journal Constitution, right? And in right. it, it says 1996 was a great year, but for two reasons. The Olympics came and Sean Hannity left. And I left to go to, you know, a startup news channel nobody had ever heard of called Fox News. And I, by the way, I can't tell you how many people told me you're an idiot for doing this. And I said, oh, yeah. OK, well, I'm an idiot. I, you know, what have I got to lose? Right. And I, I you know, ended up being a now... I have no idea how it's possible, a 25-year journey, and I feel honored. I feel blessed. I'm very appreciative, humbled even. And But I will <coughs> tell you, I love my time in Atlanta, and I learned some big lessons there. I learned the Richard Jewell lesson there. Tell you another story, and I don't know if you heard the show. There was a time that a guy, a regular caller, called in and said, eh, I just wanted to call and say one last goodbye. I'm checking out. I'm like, OK, well, are you moving. What do you, you know what's going on? Where are you going? I hate to lose listeners. I don't want to lose one listener. Right. I don't want to lose one viewer. And he said, no, no, no. I'm checking out. Long story short, I I, I my, my program director picked up before I did. He's like, keep this guy on the line. Blow every break. Keep him on the line. Try and get the location. Try and get the location. Try and get the location. And we just we were talking and, you know, I was talking about, well, let's talk about your family. Let's talk. What are the things in life you love? If you made a list of all the good things in your life and you made a list of all the crap in your life, which which <laughs> things, you know, we got to balance. Them. What do you love more than anything? Do you have kids? Yes. Do you have, you know, do you do you love sunshine? Do you love a beautiful sunset? Do you love uh, a sport? Do you love watching sports? Do you like uh, Georgia football? Whatever you happen to love. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, I kept him on. I just said, "Please tell me where you are." He said he had taken a bottle of pills, and he said he had mm-hmm. drank like a you know, I don't know, I, I don't know the measurement. Not a, a, i guess a quart of vodka, something like something like that. It's a long time ago. And yeah. and if he, I said, "Please tell me where you are. Just tell me, people. We're, we're going to send help. We want you to stay around. I need listeners. I can't lose a listener. You're a great guy. I love you." Okay, gives the location, and within thirty seconds like a hundred cars and an ambulance descended at that location and i realized then i'm like holy you know wow that that's that that kind of blew me away but it taught me a lesson about responsibility richard Jewell taught me don't rush to judgment um you. you know my buddy neil bortz you remember did you ever listen to neil
8: yeah. Yeah. A matter of fact, he said he ran you out of town when you left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says that to me. I ran your ass out of town. I'm like, well, I'm the only one that ever beat you in in in, in even a single rating book in your in your incredible career. Um, and anyway, yes. but we're still friends. By the way. We have, he he tells me all the time and he sends me pictures of all these beautiful places he is with the Borts bus. Right. And just to drive me oh, yeah. nuts because he knows I'm working my tail off. And just to say, oh, retirement's great. I'm like, I hate you. Um, so, but Neil, anyway, Neil was a, a, just a, a great talk show host, and mm-hmm. you know, Neil, Neil was, you know, he's very gifted, very talented. And Neil once said to me after 9/11, he goes, "You know, I used to think you were too serious. I used to think, you know, this is all bolt, this is all BS, what we do." And after 9/11, after a period of time, we were just hanging out one day, and he said, "I don't believe that anymore." What we yeah, what yeah. we're doing is important, and yes, it was absolutely. it was interesting because he changed. And I said, "Yeah, I said Neil, the country. There's not a lot of us that believe this, and that even have a voice to say this. And that's why this deplatforming, the cancel culture, is so dangerous because they want to cancel anybody that has alternative views. That's why they're after me um, and um, and, a, and a couple of us on Fox too. Right? I'll give you the last yeah,
8: word. Yeah. Oh uh, um, God, I could I could talk for hours uh, just talking about memories and different things, but uh, I'll just say, tell you this: you you know, you talk about uh, going to Fox News and all that. What you've done is spectacular. I mean, I mean to think that you know, I I used to uh, you know call your show and came to the some of the events that you went to. You, you remember the the right wing ding with Paul Shanklin? I came
0: to that. <laughs> and- the right wing wing <laughs> thing we called it. Yes, I do. <laughs>
8: Um, I came to that and to think that, you know, this guy that was just in Atlanta, you know, and I met and, you know, you were always nice and cordial and, and you know, welcoming to think that, you know, all these years later, you know, you're on, you know, hundreds of radio stations and, and on television. I mean, it just shows, it goes to show you can, you can go from nowhere to everywhere if you just, you know, pursue
0: it. Listen, so, uh, you know, look, my life is, I never expected any of this. Linda, how many stations are we on now? I don't even know. Um, you, you keep bigger track of that than I do um oh I know it's over 600 that means Linda's not paying attention she's she's distracted I'm looking at her she's not even paying any attention I'm sorry I'm sorry how many stations
4: are we on we're on over 600 close to 700 now
0: oh my gosh I didn't even know that all right so my point is and I Doyle I want you to know something and Mm -hmm. I feel like blessed beyond anything I deserve I'm humbled Mm -hmm. by it I'm appreciative beyond what I can, words can express. I take my job seriously, I don't take myself seriously. Uh, I get hit a lot, I'm hit almost every day. And I don't care because people like you for all these years have given me an opportunity to say things that others won't say, to investigate things they won't investigate, and and fight for values that we all share. And I can't yeah. thank you for the for your support all these years. Don Lake Ronkonkoma, Joe and Ella J, another another listener in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. But I'm very blessed. very appreciative. <laughs> so, all right, my yeah, friend. Listen, fun. God bless you. And uh, keep calling. Don't make it every 10 years. I, I may not be here in 10 years. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program. I mean, I, yeah, everybody thought I was nuts when I came up here and went to Fox. I just thought I was crazy. Nobody, Fox wasn't on the air yet. What's Fox? Fox News? What's that? Anyway, guess people know now. All right, that's going to wrap things up for tonight. All right, full, complete coverage news you won't get from the mob. Mark Levin, Senator Graham, Judge Pirro, Greg Jarrett, Jim Jordan. He'll join us. Herschel Walker and Leo Terrell 2.0. Set your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox. We'll see you then. Thanks for being with us, as always, and back here tomorrow.